you're listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. Hey, welcome to General Admission. This is episode 13. Today you're here with me, Alessandra, and unfortunately Jen is not here this week. Um, but to make that up, we have a very special guest who's like in the studio with me right now. Yay. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I guess. Hi, <laughs> um, I'm Sarah. Um, my stage name is True. I make music, yeah. I guess. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so we've been like talking for literally like two hours, right? Oh Before we God. even like hit yes. record. Um, so it's been, I feel like this is going to be a good, good episode. Oh yeah. I'm sure. very excited to have you in. <laughs> so I guess like, look, to start the episode off, do you want to, I guess for our listeners, like, what do you do? Um, what's your like, I mean, I know he was about you, but like, <laughs> let's, um, yeah, I guess let's a little summary about yourself and the music you make and yeah, basically okay. that's it really. <laughs> well, I use Ableton. Um, I kind of make this bittersweet pop music. So I guess I'm kind of sad, but my music can be quite upbeat at mm-hmm. times as well. Um, kind of melancholy, I guess. Mm. I really like using Ableton to make music. I used to play acoustically, but... I don't know, I just, I just love Ableton. I love making beats. I think it's really fun. Mm. Love putting effects on the vocals. Like it's become my thing. Mm. Um, I just put out an EP, which is like really exciting, uh, with my friend Michael. Uh, his name is Wolf. Well, his stage name is Wolf. Uh, it was cool hanging out with him when he came to Sydney to see me because he lives in Perth. Mm. So we kind of had like this cross-country like collaboration mm. going on. Wow. Yeah, he tweeted me. He's like, let's make an EP together. Let's make a song together. So we did it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Cool. Did you know him beforehand or like, really? Uh, Yeah, he just tweeted me and like, we were kind of like a mate of mine was doing PR stuff for him because he was putting out music. Um, And he said, oh my God, like Michael's music would suit your voice so much. And I was like, yeah, like I get that. I listened to some of his music and he tweeted me being like, let's make a song. And I was like, yeah. So we did. So we did. That's how we are now. That's how we are now. And then you guys made an EP together. Yeah. So we put out Wasted Hearts like about a year ago Mm -hmm. on SoundCloud. And then it like, it went quite well. Like it did quite well. And then we decided we would make a whole EP together when he came to Sydney for this workshop called EMC, mm-hmm. uh, Electronic Music Conference. Ooh, so we kind of went together, we learnt heaps of cool stuff, mm-hmm. like on Ableton, and we were so inspired, like every night afterwards, we just stay up all night, like, making tracks. So like the whole EP was made in like two days. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Cool. Like, what made you want to become, like, a musician? Like, what were, who were the people that made you decide to, like, start picking up your guitar and oh, playing? God. Like I know that's a hard question. Oh, it's huge. I mean, firstly, Joni Mitchell, mm. for sure. Um, I love A Case of You. A Case of You is one of my favourite songs. Um, mm. I always... I have that kind of, like, high falsetto. So, mm. like, I like how Joni Mitchell always, like, goes into that high falsetto. Mm. Um, that kind of made me feel like, oh, I really want to do music. That's so cool. Um, I saw Angus and Julia Stone play when I was quite young. Mm. And a lot of people say I sound like Julia Stone, actually. So I think that was, like, a mm-hmm. big part of my, like, teenage years. 
and yeah I was always singing like my mom said I was always singing when I was a kid and like dancing to music Mm. so I guess I always just knew that was like my place Mm. I wasn't always like really good at school um, (laughs) until I was older so it was kind of like music was really encouraged in my household for me like every afternoon like when I was under the age of 12 I would go to dance drama music (laughs) art class scouts like a million things because I just think I wasn't really fulfilled in school so like I did a lot of other stuff instead Mm. wow and that's kind of what made me um like music I think just like it takes my mind away from Mm. like mundane bullshit stuff I don't know if I can you can swear on (laughs) full disclaimer like it's okay yeah um cool yeah I guess like I sort of feel the same way like I started making music when I was like in high school but I always like listened to music and I didn't really take lessons until I was a bit older but um I used to watch Unfabulous all the oh time like on Nickelodeon with like Emma Roberts and she had like a, she used to play guitar on that show oh my god I don't know if you've ever watched no. it but like it was basically she was like 12 or 13 like in middle school I think it was oh. middle school um at the time and like she would just every day like she would come home and like write a song on her guitar Oh. and that's like why and I wanted to like this manic pixie thing that you loved you were like oh my god <laughs> well I was like I don't I was probably a little bit younger at the time than like the character she played on the show but I just like wanted to be like that character you know what I mean because yeah. she would like always write um on her guitar and then so my mum bought me a guitar and then oh. I didn't take lessons till like three years later but that's I tried yeah. I tried to write songs like I wish it was like something cooler like I saw like ACDC and I was like <laughs> me old. with Angus and Julius turn <laughs> like <laughs> yeah what was your first show oh my first show I think technically was the Young Divas like that I oh remember. my god I went to that one oh too oh my god it was at like a pub super close to us um I was really young like in primary school we went like there's a huge like amount of us like, everyone I knew from school we all went so it was, it was yeah. Jessica Malboy and all the other, like, young divas. Yeah, I went to that show. How crazy. Mm. And then I saw Hilary Duff in 2008. Um, oh, everyone I knew went to that. But, like, I hate to admit I wasn't the biggest fan of her. Yeah. Um, but once Hannah Montana was out, that was it for me. I love Miley. I still love Miley. Yeah. I'm such a fan of Miley Cyrus. Miley like, is so cool. Put it down on here. Like, I'm such a fan <laughs> of Miley. Like, I love her. I love Tan Montana. I loved, like, all her albums. Mm. Like, I'm into it. So, do you, like, believe believe in guilty pleasures? Because I feel like guilty pleasures, like, I used to, but now I don't really care. Like, if you like something, you like something. I listen to a lot of terrible music just for the meme. Like, what? A lot of people know me for that. There's this song called Introvert Extrovert. And yeah, that's my most played song on iTunes. Who's it by? Uh, this guy called Luke Odell that was on X Factor. Oh my god! Goes introvert, extrovert, doesn't matter, and it just goes like that. Over oh my god! Over. See, I like. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, I have a playlist on Spotify, like solely dire- uh, dedicated to One Direction. Oh and, like, god. I listen to it all the time. You know what? I quite. I went to see them and I quite liked it. See, I, I never mean, saw them, oh, but I snuck close. into their show once. Oh my god, that's fun! It was kind of funny. I mean, my um, my sister had gone to see them with one of her friends. This was like in two thousand and like thirteen or fifteen. Yeah, I think that's when they came. Yeah, they played at like yeah. an arena or something, and my mum and I were just waiting around for the show to finish, and it was like fifteen minutes till it ended. And I literally just walked straight into the venue and like nobody stopped oh me. Oh my God. And I think because it was like at the end, they didn't really care. Yeah. I just literally walked straight in and like went up to the stands and like saw 
like the last three songs and like Zayn was still there oh my god at yeah, the time Zane was still there when I watched them too um but yeah I have like a One Direction mixtape in my car and like I oh listen god. to it all the time That's like I'm fun, not even though. ashamed like, like fun music all the music I like is like fun pop music anyway yeah well I listen to lots of like this is actually like kind of I guess a cool point it kind of segues into our next segment but like I always um like when I analyze like my spotify account you know how like spotify gives you like a summary of what you listen to yeah it says that like i listen to music like a fitness person because all my music is like really upbeat i wish i could say i was like an athlete but (laughs) um (laughs) spotify thinks you are that's one thing yeah yeah yeah. and they said that i listen like a fitness like person like a fitness crazy i don't know person oh my god because all my music is like really upbeat and just recently though i've actually been listening to like heaps of sad stuff so Heaps of emo, not Aww. like 2007 emo, more like sad girl. Like. I was talking to someone today at uni that I bumped into and I was like, oh, I used to love like City and Colour. Oh my God. And, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Do you remember like all those like sad emo? Yeah. Like acoustic sad like, emo? Like Bonnever as well. Yeah, and, like, stuff like that. I used to love that. I, I don't know. I still kind of listen to that, but I've sort of, I stopped for a really long time and like I love 80s music as well. Like um not like the mainstream like pop 80s but like 80s funk really i love mainstream like, pop 80s. i love 80s funk and i wanted to call my child madonna i was thinking oh about really? the other day i don't have a child but like <laughs> i was thinking about if i had a child like i wonder if like whoever i have this child with will let me name it like madonna really? or something because <laughs> that's definitely something i would do wow yeah i don't know i just like pop music is so underrated man oh yeah i feel like a broken record because i literally talk about this on every Honestly, episode like but like i work at a blog well like me my friend nick owns a blog and he lets me like help and it's just basically for pop music in mm. australia because actually pop music is not really valued in australia i would argue yeah because like, triple j is so big and like the pop artists you can find on triple j is probably like Vera Blue, Nicole Miller, like stuff mm. like that's like really like pop. Like I think Americanized pop is like Gold Link and like stuff like that. Like that's like their R&B, like that's their mm. like Scissor and people like that. That's their pop and Beyonce. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's their, that those are their like big artists. But like in Australia, you're like, oh yeah, like Vera Blue could be that. Or like yeah. Nicole Miller could be that. Or like Asta could be that. But like they're not really backed as well as like bands like Skeggs and Dune Rats. And I'm not yeah. saying like Skeggs and Dune Rats are bad because I love them. I listen to Skeggs and Dune Rats so much that you can put that on here as well. <laughs> but And I love those guys, but also like, yeah, like I feel like big pop female artists, mm. there's, there's none of that, like there's none of that going on. Mm. Like there's a lot of artists that feature on tracks, like big artists like that feature on like Peking Duck or feature on Cosmos in Midnight or like stuff like this but they're not like like they're not the, they're not a Dua Lipa like they're not from Australia yeah. they're not doing that kind of thing I guess like you could argue that like Australian pop is more like Kylie Minogue and like Delta yeah but exactly but that's then, sort of a different um, that's such a different like look to like a Dua Lipa or a Charlie XCS mm. like you can't really put Delta Goodrem or like Jessica Malboy in that. Yeah, and like but, I, I despise those people. So you don't talk to me about Jessica Malboy and like <laughs> all of them. Like, I'm not, like I like her, but like t- I don't know. I'm not into that like big marketing stuff. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not into their stuff. Yeah, it's alright. We don't have to put that. In. No, thank you. <laughs> 
kind of segues into our first segment, um, which is our what's on our playlist or what's on my playlist segment. So basically we just talk about two tracks that we really like and why we like them kind of just like recommending tracks for our listeners to listen to. Oh my God, <laughs> and okay. I guess we can also even like recommend tracks to each other. That's sort okay. of how it works. Awesome. I love this. Um, so yeah, we talk about um, two tracks each and then we put all of those on our Spotify playlist, which is GA Weekly. If you'd like to find us on Spotify or you can go to our website because now we have a website, oh God, which cool. is general-admission.net. So all the information's on our website. You can find our Spotify playlist there and Every, everything else, all the links to our episodes. And um, okay. yeah, so do you want to kick it off with the first song? Oh, or yeah. yeah? Yeah, I can. Cool. Uh, the song I'm really into at the moment is called Sway. It's by Tove Strat. Sway with me, don't speak. Stay with me, no sleep. Baby, are you tied up? I saw her play a few weeks ago in Sydney and I hadn't heard much of her music besides like one song. Um, and I went and I loved her show and since then I haven't stopped listening to her music she just put an album out I haven't stopped listening to it every single song is so clean like the harmonies are clean the layers are clean mm. they all kind of sound similar like the same element mm. it's like a little synthy like do 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 it's in all her songs mm. but in a different way and yeah. it kind of ties them all together I think the guy that produces her stuff has done a lot of like high profile stuff like for Justin Bieber and things mm. like this. But like what he's done for her, I think, is different to what he's done for anyone else. Mm. And her voice is also so sweet. She's from like Sweden or something. She's so cute. Like mm. I just loved her. I thought she was really good. It's really simple. Mm. And like the simplicity is what makes it so good. And it's like poppy. Like you can dance to it. Even her sad song is kind of poppy and uplifting. Mm. Um yeah, I think I would love to make music like that. So, yeah, I really like cool. her. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the first song that I was going to talk about, um, I've been kind of delving more into, like, singer-songwriter sort of tracks that are a little bit um, less, like, upbeat, I guess. Um, I, yeah, like I've said previously, like, I listen to heaps of, like, pop and, like, upbeat rock and... I don't know. I'm always like on the go. Like all my music is always really full on, I think. And I don't <laughs> listen to like soft, like lo-fi music enough, I think. And I've just been kind of getting back into it um, because I've sort of been writing. I can hear you dreaming. No. <laughs> I was upset because I was like, I'm going to Just for reference, I'm not even going to take this out of the podcast. But like we have like corn chips on this table. I was so- chewing. <laughs> I put the mic away from my mouth being like, ah, like I'm not chewing, but like, she's like, I can hear you. And I'm like, oh. It's right. Well, (laughs) back to the song. Um, I just discovered this artist called Phoebe Bridges. I don't know if you've heard of her, um, but she's kind of like Julian Baker as well. I don't know if you've heard of her. No. No? I'm the worst. It's okay. It's cool. This is what this podcast is for. Now I'm going to look it up. Um, But she, so Phoebe Bridges, she's quite young. I don't know her exact age. I could be wrong. Anyway, so Phoebe Bridges, she's this young, like, um, American artist and she's very much just sort of like a singer songwriter, um, almost like a folk kind of artist. She just plays her guitar and like her studio tracks are backed by a band and like she performs with a band. But, um, like, the fundamental aspect of, like, her music is kind of, like, her and her guitar. And mm. um, 
I just discovered, so I've like talked about her on the podcast before, but I just started listening to her album like fully and there's a single on there called Motion Sickness. is so nice and she has like a really like nostalgic kind of sad voice like it's one of those voices that even though she's really young like you can kind of like her life like experience and like all those hardships are like uh uh, like showed in her voice that you can hear it and so yeah I guess like her music is like quite sad and you sort of have to be in the mood to listen to it or at least I do (laughs) um but it's just such a really nice like musically and like her voice is so beautiful um but it is like it is quite a sad song too (laughs) so you know going for that vibe (laughs) maybe it like reflects my like emotional state yeah at the moment but it's just yeah a really nice like sad song sad songs are good Mm. like i feel like i sing sad songs i feel like yeah like after i perform sometimes people come up to me they're like you're sad (laughs) i was like okay like i played this show with jay cowden the other week and um obviously after i play my set i always want to watch the headliner and because he's so amazing like i obviously wanted to watch him and um it was a sold out gig so it was packed so I just kind of stood at the back and mm. some dude just comes up to me and is like, you're sad. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, I, yeah, yeah, I was sad last year, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And then he's like, your music's kind of like, you can dance to it, but it's like sad. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess. But that's like the point, right? I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I don't like, know. Emotion. Like, um, one of my favorite albums of like all time and whoever's listening to this can like probably roll their eyes if you're like, like a consecutive listener but um like paramore's after laughter is like my favorite album of all like not all time that's a bit risky um but definitely like one of my like top five favorite albums what's the songs on that one um it has like hard times oh like the new boy the new album yeah it's a new one um but like the whole theme of that album is cry hard dance harder yeah it's like that's the point like all the lyrics that on that album are like very confrontational and like very sad but the music is so upbeat um i don't know like, i like it i really liked hard times and yeah. the, like the cool 80s vibe yeah i just i was like into that i really I, yeah yeah i, I kind of liked paramore like when i was in high school but i was never like a diehard like, yeah I, I wasn't obsessed as like everyone at that time see i was too and like i still really love them but i feel like i don't know this new album is like it's like on a different level i don't know like there's just something about it where like i really like the subject matter and like the whole the whole album is just like really i don't know connected to me like that's so, before yeah. then that's like the other point albums. of it i guess yeah yeah and it's like one of those few albums that i can listen to like back to front like i like every single song and like i li- it, it's almost been a year since it came out and i still listen to it like almost every that's day so nice like um, albums are losing the kind of um the drive to do that at the moment mm. um a lot of people are doing this kind of thing um where they're like release a single release a single put out a single put out a single put out the album with all the singles on mm. it and it's like well no one wants to look at the album after that well that's what i think like you're kind of like oh i'll buy the album because i like all the songs but also you're like but i heard them like a thousand times i guess it's hard like it's putting, such a hard thing with albums yeah putting music out in like the current landscape is really difficult if you're like an emerging artist yeah I mean, like, I have I have a friend, and he's like, I'm going to put an album out. No EPs, just an album. I was like, oh, my God, I was trying to convince him against it. 
because I was like, look, like I can barely, not that no one's listening to my EP. Heaps of people are listening to my EP. <laughs> Thank Jesus. But also like, I don't know, like I find it hard enough to let people, like to get people to listen to four songs. Like when you have one song, yeah, people really apply themselves to it. Like when I released Make Believe a week before the EP, people went nuts on Make Believe. Yeah. And Make Believe has way more listens than any of the other songs on the EP because of that. Yeah. Um, but when, when you put a whole body of work out, people procrastinate it more. Yeah. Because they're like, it's going to take longer to listen to the whole thing. Like, yeah. But yeah, um, I guess it's also harder to digest as well. But even like a lot of artists that I really like released albums and I didn't listen to them like until like a couple months later, which yeah. like I kick myself for doing. Like I don't like that I did that but at the same time I feel like everyone has I mean also depends how you like how much of a music consumer you are because like I listen to music like every day on public transport and like when I'm going to uni or like when I'm at home but some people just don't listen to music like that some people don't listen to music for like long periods of time and some people just listen to the radio literally i had to talk myself into this kind of talk like the past couple nights like before i put the ep out because or even after because i was like look i have to be like emotionally prepared for like people i know and love like not to listen to it yeah when it's out and i have to know that's okay because like Mm. you know i i worked in music and i got sent heaps of emails of like press releases and songs and sometimes I didn't get to them right away. Mm. And I have to know that they're in the same situation. Yeah. And like maybe they won't message me and say like, your EP is amazing because I haven't listened yet. Yeah. And I have to, had to like come to terms with it and know not to like get carried away and think, oh my God, they just because they hate it. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they hate me. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's such a hard thing. Like, oh, it's like so complex. Yeah. Well... Do you have another song? Oh my god! <laughs> what, what else is on your uh, playlist oh that you want to talk god. about? I listen to this like lazy Sunday playlist. Oh yeah, on, on Spotify. Um, on Spotify, it's a good one. And the first song on that playlist is Jake Howden's like song "Lonely." I don't want to. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to. I don't want to be lonely. Oh wow! And That's since cool. I played the gig with him, like I listened to his music like before that, but like. I don't know, I was listening to the playlist and it came on and I was like, oh my God, I love this song. And I checked and it was him and I was like, yeah, I know this. That's how I know this song. That's so cool. But I was also just like, I just love it. Yeah. I think he's got such a unique, nice voice. Kind of wavers. Yeah. If that, like a nice vibrato. Mm. And it's just sad. Like, it's sad. Yeah. It's like me. Like, my songs are sad. His songs are sad. But, um... At the same time, like, I love those kind of playlists, like, to find, like, new music. Mm. I find them, like, yeah. helpful. Um, yeah, I like sad music as well. Yeah. It's kind of, like, he's acoustic and sad, but there's, like, an electronic element. Like, his producer, Jake, makes these really cool beats that just seem to work with the guitar yeah. and work yeah. with the sad. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so good, because I'm like, oh, you can easily mess that up. You can mess that dichotomy, yeah. like, between the things. Like, it could easily be, like, Yeah, it could. It so really could. I love it. I think it's beautiful. It's, like, a really nice, mm. beautiful song. He's a really nice, beautiful guy as well, so it's kind of, like... Nice. Yeah, like, cool. It was cool playing with him and, like, watching him play the songs live yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I, think, I think, literally, like, both songs I talked about were, like, watching them live and then hearing them again and loving them. Yeah. And I think because all my life I've gone to so many live gigs. Like mm. last year, I think, like on maybe 
I went to like four gigs a week. Wow. Maybe. Like something like that. Like I was doing, going to like crazy amounts of gigs. And I think it's almost like if I heard like a little bit about them, I would just go to the gig and like not even listen before and just go. And I think that was like, in a way, that's why afterwards I'm always like obsessed with the artist because yeah. I don't even know who they are. And I go to the gig and I'm like, oh my God, sick. So like I go to a festival and I'm like, I just go to a random stage and I'm like, sick. <laughs> in the industry, there's so many buzz artists. Like yeah. Like, oh, G Flip, she's so cool. Or like this other chick is so cool. Or yeah. this guy is so cool. I don't even listen to their music. I just go to their gig and I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah. Or I don't get it. But <laughs> that's how I work, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, this next artist that I was going to talk about, we actually interviewed last week on the podcast. Oh, who was that? Um, a band called Slowly Slowly. I know. Yeah, I, I actually got it. This is going to be funny. Okay. I got a press release from them when I worked at Vulture magazine, which was a lot of years ago, like three years ago. Mm. Um, and they were just like starting out. And I definitely wrote something about them in this article I used to write called like five tracks you must hear yeah. this week or something. It was called that. And it was just about every week, like five new songs from like bands that you might not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote about them in one of those. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had like a really good chat last week with their vocalist, Ben. So this is another plug, like a plug within the episode to a listen plug to. within the plug. Yeah, to listen to last week's episode with Ben um, from Slowly Slowly. Um, they're signed to Unified as That's well. Really cool. So it's a really cool label. I yeah. really like um, like what Unify stand for and like what they do in Australia, especially for that type of like heavy or like, I guess, alternative rock scene. They're a yeah. really cool label. And yeah. Um, yeah, and so we had him on the sh- on the show last week, and we had this really awesome chat. And I listened to a couple of then like a couple of their releases, and I really liked what I heard. So after the we've recorded the episode, I like went kept further. Yeah. I kept listening to them. Yeah. So one of their tracks is called Aliens. <laughs> like one of their like bigger singles i guess um there's a really cool video for it on uh, youtube where they're in this like big field and it's just like a very scenic video and i don't know i'm like such a sucker for type of songs that like make you like they're like almost nostalgic but you don't really know why they're nostalgic that it just has that tone to it and i guess like for everyone that type of um I find like, that type of music nostalgic. Like when I listen to like more heavier like guitar mm. band music, I feel more nostalgic. Yeah. It's a weird thing. So I get that. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just a really nice song and like it's quite um like it's not super sad. Like it's not a super sad song, but just the way that like um Ben sings, it's like very um I don't know, it's just, like, very personal and, like, very upfront and there's just something about, like, the guitar tone that is very nostalgic, I guess. Like, it's that bittersweet sort of sound. Like, it's... it's You're happy because, like, the song is a good song and, like, it sounds... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like, I like listening to it because I really like just, like, musically how it all comes together but then there's also that, like, sad element to it that I don't know if it's, like, me being nostalgic like, or, like... It's someone really showing their feelings. I think that's... Yeah, that's what I like about music too. Like, I always think like if I hear a song that even pop songs have can have a lot of emotion, mm. right? But if I hear a song that is just like 
bullshit like <laughs> lyrics that don't make any sense like no even emotion like put into like the instrumentation you can it's not a song mm. do you know what i mean yeah it's just like nothing so i get that like mm. i really like emotional connections to songs mm. i think even like really big pop songs can have like underlying like things mm. that make them like yeah like things you can relate to yeah like with tove strike like hers is so poppy like half the time she's just singing about like one of her lyrics is like i should probably leave you've got me buzzing like a street light and i should probably put this behind but we've got a real vibe and that's just like a terrible like rhyming <laughs> but like also it's so cool like yeah. i just think i was like oh my god like it just reminds me of a scene like in my life like yeah. if you can if you can listen to a song and be like that reminds me of like when i was at this gig and this guy came up to me or if you can be like oh like this song reminds me of when i was at uni and i was feeling like this do you know what i mean yeah that's well, when it becomes like emotional it reminds me like a lot of lord ah. like lord's first album like pure heroin like that whole album is kind of just like about living like in the suburbs and like seeing your friends it's a very like suburbia type album or that's like at least how i interpret it yeah and in that way that is also like really nostalgic because it just like provokes like emotions or like it it kind of makes you think about your own um memories of like you know hanging out with your friends like on the streets like being a kid and just like going out and i don't know it's yeah it's it's like these people usually are like our age so they can really relate to what we're going through Mm. either like with it's with like going out and like boys or girls or like relationships or like parents or like stuff Mm. like that like they're usually the people who are making this music it's for us because they're us yeah like it's for them but because we're in that same like a lot of the times like we might be going through the same things like lord for example like lord is like two months sorry not two months like two weeks older than me ah she's like basically the same age as me oh my god and um you know i guess like when her album came out like i was the same age as her and like it was at that same sort of a time point in life i guess so i guess that's that's why i don't know i really love lord that's why i'm like probably just using her as a reference i mean i this is gonna sound so funny i watched lord's gig at the opera house yeah sick i really wanted to go to that show but i don't think i think i was in japan at the time so or like i left for japan like the next day so i feel like japan is so much better but i've I've seen lord before like i saw her at the entertainment center not the entertainment center i'm at horden like in like 2013 i saw her at the metro when i was in high school when she first released royals yeah um it was it was good that was peak lord i think yeah no i really love i like, like lord now stuff. but i think back then for me mm. like like what we said before like we were in that same time of yeah. our lives. that like 400 lux was like peak lord yeah. for me yeah yeah as well into our second segment which is our in-depth track review so we were talking okay. about some of the tracks that we like and now we're going to talk about one of your tracks. Okay. So basically the way that it goes is you kind of just like pick one of your tracks and just sort of explain like the meaning behind it. If there's like a cool story associated with one of your okay. songs. Okay. Well, you said you liked this mess. So I yeah. can, a lot of people who listen I to EP track. are like, I love this mess. Yeah. It's, and it's so funny because nice. it was called this mess, like titled on the Ableton file because it was a mess of a song. Yeah. And we didn't know how to fix it. I feel your
made the bulk of it one of those nights after EMC. No, actually, I take that back. I played Musica Copa, which is like soccer for music people. Right. It was this, uh, it's for charity. Um, last minute, I played Musica Copa against like, I played um, for Mushroom Group, which are like, I think they're like a label yeah, and like, touring yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I just like filled in for someone and played. So I played soccer all day um, against like heaps of other labels and I don't know, it was, it was funny. It was a yeah. funny thing. Um, so after Musica Copa, I went to Sean Mendes, um, his gig. I met him like the year before. So after I met him, I was like obsessed with him. <laughs> so I went to his gig and left Michael, the poor guy, Wolf, the guy I collaborate with, like at this random gig at World Bar. Oh and my I was God. like, cause I couldn't get him a ticket to Sean. I was like, nah, I booked this ages ago. Like stay here. <laughs> and my friend Ruben was like the sound engineer. And I was like, you can just stand with him. Yeah. Like at the back next to the sound desk. And I left him at World Bar and went to Sean Mendes. <laughs> and then I met him in the city and we all caught the train back to Western Sydney um, where I live. Then we went home and we, he was like, do you want to work on music? I was so dead. I was sunburnt as well from um, <laughs> soccer playing, but we did. And he started the like the foundation for this mess. And I um, I started like writing the lyrics and trying to come up with something. I found it super hard. Like we were so many times we were so close to scrapping this mess and like mm. putting another song in that we were working on. Um, but eventually, like even. Michael will hate me for mentioning this, but he messed up the tempo of the song. So he was like to me, oh, record your vocal at this tempo. So I did it. And I went to Clarissa's house and like recorded on her nice mic. Yeah. Clarissa's one of our friends, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, she's one of our friends from the workshop. She also makes music. Clarissa May. She's amazing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I went to her house, did some really nice vocal work, sent it to him. He's like, oh no. I was like, what? He's like, I told you to record it at the wrong tempo. (laughs) <laughs> so I had to do it all over again and I just recorded it on my condenser mic in my house. Yeah. All the other tracks are on actual like good mic mm-hmm. besides make believe. Make believe is just like muffled vocal on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I recorded it on my phone. But um all the other like full songs have yeah. such good like mic work and make believe is just done like through my interface on like a mic that I'm using now, like one of these. Yeah. And it turned out to sound the best. Like, I think the take is really good. Yeah. No, it's um, such a really cool song. I also had a cold when I um, when I did that take. I had a blocked nose, but I had no choice. Um, we were going to release the EP on the Friday, and the vocals were not done on the Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. So I just sang it, and I was like, whatever. Like, I'm going to get it done. But yeah. I actually love it. This mess is my favorite as well. And I hated it at the beginning, but mm. now it's my favorite. That's so good. Cool. Yeah. That's a good story. It ended up turning out really good. Yeah. The first time I heard it, like, when that, like, synth sort of, like, it starts, it's kind of, like, a bit, like, a lower-pitched, almost, like, sound. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked that. I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that. Um, it kind some of, of that, caught my attention, That like, synth is, away. like, a, a plug-in that we have called, like, Alchemy. Right. I think it's called Alchemy. It's, like, plugins that me and Michael have, and it's, like, yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool plug-in. It's, like, a free plug-in, too. I don't think we paid for it. Yeah. So cool. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know how to segue this into our next segment, but <laughs> basically we've been talking about music for like 40 minutes. 
<laughs> so the next, our last segment to like finish off the episode is our non-music segment. So basically we talk about anything except music. So like if you have any other interests outside of music, like what else you do, like I know you write for like music publications, which is technically like not really making okay, music. That works. Um, <laughs> but basically just, yeah, anything that you do like outside of making and like performing music. Yeah, well, what else I, are you interested in? I work a job in management, music yeah. management, <laughs> but it's still management, mm. I guess. Um, it's been really fun. Um, yeah, um, I just helped my friend Eva mm. a couple days, yeah. you know, here and there. And it's been so fun because she's awesome. Um, I get to work like with Kuchka, which is like one of my favorite artists. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's been cool like learning about stuff like through that but that's still music stuff so like yeah. what else like are you like a good cook do you like oh, to no. i don't know like i'm not good at much um like besides you- music <laughs> unfortunately um which is so bad but i really like to um pet animals on the street <laughs> um and i'm an excited person mm. so i like to dance i like i'm i'm loud yeah. Um, I like to no, this is something that's so bad. <laughs> this is I go to university. So this is something where I don't really do music. I study like history and philosophy of science. Mm. Um, I go to Sydney Uni and I yell at people in class. And this <laughs> is a thing that like is a thing that I'm known for on campus. Like if I think you're out of line, like I'll tell you. <laughs> like I'll yell. Like it's a like lot of be, sexist, be wary. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sexist, like racist people at Sydney Uni, like they really cop it for me. Mm. like a social warrior or something yeah, i don't social know social justice social justice you're calling out everyone who's politically incorrect yes um i i don't like sometimes i'm not even politically correct but it's just i don't know like a lot of times in class like people have really offended me with stuff that they said to me and i'd be like hey look you're out of line and yeah. i'm never scared to say hey look you're out of line and that's like a quality that's yeah that's so good i think I guess it's important to like stay educated and pull people up on like things that they might say that aren't necessarily right. And I guess like as long as you're open to like being educated and like pulled up on what you say, I think that like it's very healthy to obviously like be constantly improving. And I think too many people get away with saying things that really hurt other people's feelings or that are not just like politically correct at all yeah um so i'm happy and this always happens on uni in uni because i think the people i surround myself with um by choice yeah are people that are really considerate and smart and just like they just know how to deal with like certain situations Mm. whereas a lot of people at uni like you're just paired with them Mm. you don't know who they are you don't know what they've been through or anything but you also know like they just sometimes have never dealt with a situation like they will deal with like to do with like I don't know, just like racist, racism or like sexism. Like maybe they just don't know how to um, approach these situations. Um, so I think it's good to call people out so they know from now on not to do that. Yep. So that's why your name is True. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad it's, segue, but I was yeah. going to say, your name is True. So you're always serving the truth. Yeah, spilling the tea. <laughs> why, why did you pick the name True, by the way? Oh, this is, I always type it online. Right. Like when I can't be bothered, like replying to someone's message, I just say true. So and that's like, what doesn't even do. have like any context. I just type it all the time. Um, and then I was trying to think of names for like my electronic music um, project. 
and I talked to Michelle, my friend Michelle, she's really cool. She um, takes photos. She's called She's Aphrodite, if you want to look it up. Nice. She shot for 1975 around Australia. She's wow. done heaps of work for Australian artists that I really admire. So she's like come a long way since we became friends. Um, she's awesome. I look up to her so much. So I always talk to her when I have an issue with music because I feel like she's like in a way like my big sister, like in the industry, she's always helped me um, with my jobs, helped me with music, helped me with everything. She said, we're just like brainstorming what I should call myself and what she thought would be cool. Yeah. She was like, why don't you just call yourself true? You say it all the time to me and I'm so annoyed about it. Like you might as well. And then I just did. And she was so surprised that I did that. I've like stuck with it. it. She was like, oh my God. You did it. Yeah, I did it. I was like, what do I have to lose? And I think that's what you have to be like with music. Like, I could have spent 16 years working on the same track. Like, the way I am, I'm really, like, perfectionist. Yeah. But now I've come to it. I'm just like, fuck it. I'll perform. Like, I got up my first gig at Parramatta Lanes. I had one finished song. Yeah. I got up and played for 40 minutes. What what else did you play? I just made a bunch of music, like, on Ableton and just hoped for the best. And just kept cutting, like, the same, like, samples in over and over. And just singing to it. Because I was like, you know what? At some stage in my life, I just have to do it. And and I have to, like, set a date to do it. And I did that with the EP too. I was just like, Michael, we're going to put it out next week. And, like, that was it. Yeah. Because I think if you sit on something for so long, there's no point to it anymore. With music, you just have to do it. Yeah. And hope for the best. That's all you can do. Just keep doing it. Keep releasing until something takes. Nice. That's a really good way to end this episode on a very positive note. Yeah. (laughs) If you want music advice, just like there's none. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. So would we have any like music videos coming up? Oh, I don't know. I think I want to release an acoustic version of Wasted Hearts, which is one of the songs on the EP because it started acoustic. Right. That's how I wrote it. Maybe I'll do that. Um, I'm going to release my own single soon as well. Very nice. So where can our listeners find you on like social media, on Spotify, whereabouts are you? Uh, you can find me on all platforms. It's T-R-U with like a weird apostrophe comma thing. I mean, I'm sure you'll tag me. <laughs> but um, you can just find that on like all platforms. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Insta, Facebook, Spotify, Apple yeah. Music, Tidal. Are oh, you on Tidal? Some one of my friends is like, you're on Tidal. Like, message me. And I was like, I know, but cool. I'm glad you can listen to it on Tidal. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, coming, yeah, download Tidal. <laughs> yeah, download Tidal, listen to my song. Nah, honestly, Spotify is the best. I um, would recommend Spotify. Very nice. So Cool. Thank you for being on this episode. It's been great to have you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and it's been fun. It's been very cool. Do you have it's any shows coming up? Actually, no. I just played like 10 shows in the past 10 weeks. Wow. So every Saturday or Friday or Tuesday or any day I was playing a gig. Yeah. Um, it has been like consecutive, so consecutively. Uh, consecutive. Yeah, consecutive every <laughs> single week. Yeah. So um, now you're taking a little bit of a now, break. Now since I put the EP out, I'm just gonna take some time and then just play some more support slot. Cool. So that's yeah, that's really exciting. So Yay. I'm looking forward to seeing what else you put out. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, for the all of our other listeners, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at GA Podcast or on Twitter, which is GA underscore Podcast. And um, 
yeah, we're, all, we're on iTunes, most podcasting platforms. If you're listening to this, you obviously found us. So. I listened on SoundCloud. Yeah, we're on SoundCloud too. That SoundCloud's cool. pretty straightforward and like the iTunes podcast app. And I'm pretty sure we're on like, we have an RSS feed, so we're on like most podcast apps. I never listen to podcasts unless they're on SoundCloud. I don't know why. Really? So maybe heaps of people are listening on SoundCloud. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we have a website. Yay. So you can find us, general-admission.net. So cool. Which is very exciting because like I helped design it. So I want very cool. You have to show me now. Yeah. So I guess stay tuned for next week. We'll see you then. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound.